There's something scary hiding in your stocking. Today on Podcast Magoria. episode of Podcast Magoria. My name's James. And I'm Autumn. And today we will be discussing spooky modern Christmas gifts of today. <laughs> well, I would hope modern <laughs> would tell people uh, that. <laughs> you, you know, you never know what the definition of modern may be. <laughs> That's right, folks. Last year we had discussed some of the best spooky gifts that we had received as kids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. growing up for Christmas. And this year um, I've definitely noticed, well, we've noticed that there are a lot of, you know, kind of spooky kid stuff yeah available on the market now yeah for sure so a little thought experiment ultimately for this one which is um what would we want on our christmas list mm-hmm. had we been growing up currently right right uh i do want to start off by saying thank god there were not mystery blind boxes when i was a child oh, God, because that would have been my full stocking like yeah. no candy or anything because i would have wanted like so many of them i would say like <laughs> i mean the closest that we had to blind boxes as kids was toys that came in the cereal box pretty much that, yeah. that was that was your blind box yeah uh, I do remember these like little baby animal things, like not yeah. calico critters or anything like that, but they came with like a little candy bottle. Yeah. And those were kind of mystery things, but that's the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I think what uh, there was like the uh, like the pregnant dog pound puppies where you didn't know what kind, like what little like puppies you would get out yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I it, guess it was mostly animal themed stuff yeah, that was yeah, mystery blind yeah. stuff. Or mystery, you know, like baby oopsie daisy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, now, like with those little blind boxes, I mean, I would have wanted the alien ones, you yeah. know, because I was obsessed with that. They got cryptid ones. They uh, got all sorts of spooky themed ones. Yeah, I would say that anything you can think of, there's probably a blind box for mm-hmm, it now mm-hmm. and it's absolutely you know bonkers for real <laughs> <laughs> so besides stocking stuffers <laughs> oh yeah yeah besides stocking <laughs> for sure uh let's dig into some of the toys or other cre- creepy gifts that uh, would have been definitely on our christmas list as kids to be clear at the top of this episode i want to be completely transparent that we are not sponsored by any brands listed on this episode and don't <laughs> own most of the stuff on here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just it's so funny that we do have to say we're not sponsored by any of this because I mean, you know, I, we're we're a baby podcast. Yeah, we're 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 small <laughs> potatoes right now, but you know, um I guess somewhere down the line, just somewhere in case. down the line, just yeah, just in case, <laughs> because the fact that I mean, there are a lot. There's plenty of like what I would consider small, you know, podcasts or TikTok, you know, people and stuff like that that you wouldn't think would have a sponsorship, mm-hmm. but definitely do. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like that being said, um, I'm definitely not shying away from the opportunity. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Especially if this first one wants to. Uh... <laughs> oh man. Well, I would almost say that everything on this list, I would be like, please, like, yeah, yeah. At least send me like a hat 
<laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Um, mm-hmm. the, the first one that I want to talk about, which um, I originally saw on TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, is Treasure X Monster Gold. Yeah. Produced by Moose Toys, which they, I mean, I, I would say probably people know them best for uh, Shopkins. Yeah. I honestly, um, it has been a long time since I've kind of like d- dug into um, toy manufacturers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously, like, we've come a long way from Mattel, Kenner, Playmates, and stuff like that. Yeah. And and so um, it never really occurred to me that there would be like these new companies that exist. And I never even thought about who might be running the show behind like these, I, I guess you could say like blind box like the expensive blind box toys yeah. like these and you know yeah. Shopkins and stuff like that what's what's neat about these ones what, what automatically like kind of makes them unique uh from a lot of the other kinds of toys like this the fact that they advertise that there is a chance of finding actual gold covered items mm. within ooh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really want to see what the gold plated ones look like yeah 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 because like um they they pretty much like for the smaller units and stuff they advertise that it's like it's a golden beetle that you can find it's a golden little spider uh (laughs) yeah uh and then like i know that some of the bigger packs um it's other golden items as well uh yeah i would love to see it in person who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe maybe someday we'll we'll <gasps> actually manage to get one. <laughs> um, they have various versions of these packs. Um, yeah, just like a lot of stuff. Like you, you, you kind of have like your introductory level, mm-hmm, and then you mm-hmm. work up un- until you get to like your mega packs and stuff like that. With the exception of the biggest pack, they are typically it's a coffin. Um, the smallest one being like a little coffin with a little monster, the bigger one being a big uh, coffin with a bigger monster. <laughs> and then of course the big pack, which is the monster lab. Like what's, what's pretty neat, uh, about like the, the larger coffin is that you like, there's a lot of like steps, which they, um, <laughs> they call levels of adventure. <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> When we did it, we were because <laughs> we have played with these, of yeah, course. Yeah, we we've tested out the smallest version of yeah. this. And we're like, oh man, levels of, of adventure, this is really cool. And then when we were actually looking, <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, taking the bag out of the coffin, that's a real adventure right there. Yeah, yeah. So a little breakdown for uh since we've actually have done the the mini version of this, mm-hmm. I guess we'll break down that experience. Which is, you know, you have this little purple coffin, and the first level of of adventure is, is you opening open the coffin. It. Oh, whoa! Oh, adventure. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, the next level of adventure is you take the bag out of the coffin. <laughs> you open the bag, which I'm surprised. I don't think that counts as a level of adventure. I, yeah, I don't but... <laughs> think it was counted as a level of adventure. But that was my favorite part of the adventure. <laughs> oh, but it's it's. Your in- interior stuff is covered in, um, like, Flom. yeah, it's foam. It's, yeah. it's like micro styrofoam in, in slime. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, 90s kids would know it as foam, which is supposed to be spider webbing. Yeah. I think they call it, uh, snow slime now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, within that is then your, um, your little parts for your monster to assemble. And then your treasure, mm-hmm. uh, which may or may not be your golden 
uh, spider. Yeah. Uh, we only had received um, the, the basic mm-hmm. uh, treasures, which they're neat. Yeah. They glow in the dark. And uh, the one that I got, at least, uh, whenever you held it up to the light, it glowed like without being in the dark. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was, I, I have to say, I was really impressed with the uh, the quality of the glow in the darkness of the <laughs> of the little figures. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like, uh, what was it? I, I had gotten, like, the little, uh, what I've been calling MCP pants. Yeah, uh, the, the uh, MC spider yeah. uh, with the little fly. And I got um, a hydra with, like, a little uh, messed up fish. And yeah. They're so cute. Yeah, they're super cute. Um, I especially love the spider you got. He's yeah. so precious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... You know, like they're they are what they are, which is just like mm-hmm. it's a blind bag, you know, figure. Mm-hmm. Um, the the I think that like the so the little one that we got those typically run about five bucks. Yeah, I think I got five dollars worth of fun out of it. Definitely, it is worth five dollars for and, those little ones. And I would say that you know, if I was a kid, I would get more than five dollars worth of fun because I'd be mm-hmm. playing with the coffin at least for years yeah multiple <laughs> figurines would be going in that coffin yeah well as we discussed before with the uh the the horror food episode like mm-hmm. i kept the the little coffin for the for the candy bones yeah for years yeah uh, and so yeah to have an actual like toy coffin would would have been a really big deal to me for real <laughs> <laughs> um you know the next level up is again it's a bigger coffin um we haven't yet like gotten to play with one of these yet yeah um, we do have one we did we did actually find one and so we will be we will be doing like i guess like an unboxing in some format or mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. um either through like a picture story or, or tiktok i don't know but because i want i want to share the experience for that one because yeah. it, it looks like a lot of fun yeah because like you open up the coffin and you do you got your levels of adventure guys <laughs> <laughs> but you actually like mix the goop and you like dissolve like part of the coffin and like the monster pops out and you you crack his skull open and you take out his you know like the treasure that's inside his skull and then you put a you know you, you put a fresh brain inside like it, it's it's a lot more involved it, it definitely <laughs> compared to the little five dollar one absolutely um still kind of the basic same kind of concept mm-hmm. um and then the monster lab which i definitely want oh yeah by the way the the the, the medium size the bigger coffin is uh 15 yeah and I think, I think you would probably get $15 worth of fun Absolutely. out of that one. Yeah. Um, and then the bigger set, which is the Monster Lab, uh, that's usually about $24, $25. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more akin to almost like a Dr. Dreadful set or something like that without the edible part of it. I mean, I don't recommend eating the slime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but that one's a lot more involved um, where you, you actually, like, assemble the monster. You put him on the slab. You have a little, like, Igor figure and stuff included. And you got all the – you get, like, the slime that you inject into the monster to, mm-hmm. like, make his guts all goopy. Uh, it, it's a lot. Yeah. It's that, a lot. That set is definitely the one I would have wanted as a child. Yeah, yeah. I, but I would have probably gotten the little $5 like, oh, for little sure. coffin. Yeah. But... I, I, like, um, 
that they had they had that um at the Walmart that we went to mm-hmm. and I was looking at it hard. I, I mean, after playing with the little ones, like I <laughs> it only made me want it that much mm-hmm. more because I was like, damn, this is actually pretty fun. Yeah. Like, uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe someday, sometime soon, we might end up getting the Monster Lab because uh, I, <laughs> I hope I, so. I can't help myself <laughs> now. The um the Monster Lab, I'm not sure if that one. I think it's just a standard like monster. I don't think that one has like various collectibles like i know the treasure is different inside of them mm-hmm. but i think it's the same monster every time which that that seems a little weird yeah um, but I, I mean you can use the little figurines and play in it and stuff yeah, like that yeah. like make it, your own little stories i'm surprised they don't have like an expansion set Hmm. Where you just buy like a blind box, like monster builder for hmm. your pre-existing monster lab. Hmm. So then that gives you the opportunity for collecting. That 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 was the part that kind of surprised me because yeah, like you have to buy a monster lab every time. That's a lot of monster labs if they actually have all these different collectibles. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Now, the other thing that's kind of neat about the Monster Lab is the fact that it is guaranteed that you will get a gold-plated treasure. Mm-hmm. And so, and there are various accessories and stuff uh, that become the gold-plated figure. The video that I watched online uh, for this one, uh, the guy had gotten uh, a golden hand uh, to put onto the uh, uh, the Igor figure. Ah, oh, cute. Uh, for sure, I think I would have, if this would have existed back in the day, I would have lost my damn mind. Mm -hmm. Um, wanting it yeah um i probably wouldn't have been able to get it because of the slime because that's why i didn't have like dr dreadful and stuff like that growing up because my grandma wouldn't let me play with it but yeah i guess i would make it comparable to um you know i said dr dreadful but i guess like you know there's like the teenage mutant ninja turtles like ooze sets yeah ghostbusters had uh various like slime sets Mm -hmm. um and then um you know, like, I know that there were various, like, other slime-related ones. It's just, I guess, like, the setup feels more like a Dr. Dreadful. It does, yeah, especially the Monster Lab. hmm So, yeah, so you can you can find these pretty much in most stores. I know Target tends to carry them. Yeah. Walmart has them. Five Below tends to have the minifigures, like yeah. the smallest ones. Ours here in town uh, was sold out. It is Christmas time. So mm-hmm. I imagine a lot of these are going to be... Well, the well, Walmart... I mean, yeah. yeah, we had picked up the last ones at the Walmart that we went to. So yeah. they're popular toys right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might have to uh, look up on the top shelf for yeah. like the bigger sets. Because yeah. that's what we had to do for the big coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, moving right along, I want to talk about something that is... Uh, not found in stores, but uh, it definitely brings back some sort of nostalgia in a way, and that is Greg the Zombie. So freaking <laughs> cute. He is so cute. <laughs> yeah, um, I found out about him. Like, I get advertised uh, him on the regular. Yeah, like, I, I had not heard about this or seen this, so I was like, man, why didn't I get advertised this little dude? Yeah, he gets... He gets um, he shows up a lot on our feed for the podcast Magoria Instagram. Mm. Um, this plush Zambo um, <laughs> definitely brings out nostalgia for things like My Pet Monster. And even the website states that it was inspired by My Pet Monster, Gooey Louie, and even Nickelodeon Slime, mm-hmm. uh, which I think it has that kind of like color aesthetic for that. Yeah, yeah. I can see the Gooey Louie uh, 
inspiration too oh yeah oh yeah yeah that for sure um you know so it's definitely like the brainchild of of somebody that was heavily influenced by the 90s mm-hmm. i love the fact that like what what makes you know greg the zombie so fun is you can you reach into his mouth and you can pull out his guts <laughs> like he pull out, like he has like intestines a heart uh-huh. um and then you can also rip out his brain and his eyes are attached to the brain so so you can like just completely yeah. you know, mutilate him that, that's my favorite part <laughs> yeah. is the brain with the eyeballs it's yeah. so funny yeah, I would have been goo goo gaga over this plushie as a child. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the style of him um, is very like reminiscent of like ni- late '90s cartoons, like Teacher's Pet or uh, Mouse and the Monster, maybe mm-hmm. even like the Cramp Twins. Yeah, yeah, it, it almost looks like that particular artist for Teacher's Pet. Uh, yeah, might have helped design this. Yeah, uh, uh, Gary Baseman. Yeah, yeah, Gary yeah. Baseman. Yeah, like I actually looked to see if um if somehow he had been involved with the the, desi- the design for him mm-hmm. because it is very very similar mm-hmm. what's also kind of cool is the fact that this uh this plush is pretty freaking big like yeah. the like the core one is uh he's two feet tall so he's big enough even for us big kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, they do have them in various colors um, and in varieties of like they have them like fuzzy or just like regular kind of plush and stuff like that. The original design uh, version of him uh, of the standard size, the two foot size, uh, runs at fifty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also a mini version, which I didn't think you could remove the guts, but you can. Nice. He's only a foot tall and he's uh, he's forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just like, all right, for the smaller kids. Yeah. Um, but- yeah, I, I see why this is so expensive, because it is it is a pretty small brand that's putting it out. It's right. Just, it's just this guy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that price point's not too bad for uh, an independent toy maker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and plus, like, I think you could get $60 worth of fun out of this plush. Yeah, I mean. As I, a child. Yeah, oh, shit, as an adult. Like, I feel <laughs> I could get $60. Like, I mean, it's just, it's, I think that if he weren't so thick and, like, because he's big. He, yeah, he's, he's. He's chubby. And it, I mean, if you look at uh, larger plushes, like say from the Disney store mm-hmm. or places like that, like that's usually about what they run. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that, yeah, he's uh, completely unreasonable. And also mm-hmm. you have like that interactive side of him. I mean, shoot, like was the like my talking Bubba and stuff like that, like doodle bears and all that, weren't they about the same price like back in the 90s? Mm. Yeah, I know I didn't have a doodle bear because they were too expensive. Yeah. So probably, like, probably they about, were probably like in the 30 to $40 range yeah, or maybe, something. Like, yeah, maybe maybe 45 or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so if, if you take uh, inflation in mind, like they're <laughs> about the same, probably about the same difference. I mean, yeah. shoot, the My Pet Monster is probably about the same price point as well. And like I said, he's a internet exclusive, so you can only get him at gregthezombie.com. Again, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like, so I wanted to kind of focus on different facets of 
of toys because you know in our in our episode last year we definitely had various kinds of uh, like it's not all action figures plushes and, and and monster building sets there also was a big heavy part of my childhood especially was the board game aspect yes um and there's a lot of horror themed kids board games out there mm-hmm. a lot of them tend to be in my opinion just it's go fish yeah more or less because there was like there was like a a a haunt like a ghost haunting house like game which looked really cool at Mm -hmm. first but ultimately it's just you're completing a set of cards Mm -hmm. and i was like meh that's okay oh yeah and plus one uh during our board game episode we had mentioned that uh your witch witch game yeah was back yeah yeah i mean it's a little simplified yeah yeah (laughs) yeah they they definitely like that that one um I would say was pretty good, but the one I wanted to kind of talk about, which I thought was very unique, and and Lord knows we like the unique kind of board games, mm-hmm. is um, Shadows in the Forest. Yes, I um, want to play it so bad. Yeah, I don't know how popular this one really is, and if it's not, it's kind of a shame because I think it's a very unique you know concept. What makes this one so unique is this game is meant to be played in the dark. <laughs> and the whole concept here is there is a one player takes control of a tiny lantern um, and they move it around on the board. But the other players are uh, they take control of shadowlings, which they are you know meant to stay hidden from the player that has the lantern piece. So it's basically a board game version of hide and seek. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's just it's I, I think that it's just incredibly cute. Like the shadowing uh the shadowing figures look like something that out of like a Miyazaki film. Mm-hmm. Well I mean and the board itself is so charming looking. Like yeah. the whole game is just charming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well I'm always a big fan of uh board games that feature you know, more or less 3D aspects of them. Mm -hmm. And this one, you know, you have little cardboard stand, uh, like trees and bushes and rocks and stuff Mm -hmm. for your pieces to hide behind. And so um, I just think that it's, it's just, it's neat. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, it's always found in like children's sections of board games and stuff. But I think even as an adult, you could definitely enjoy it. I think this is definitely one of those kinds of games that would be good for like a parent to play with their kids. Mm -hmm. I think there would be a lot of opportunity for giggling. Oh yeah, for (laughs) sure. (laughs) And plus like, I mean, you're supposed to play it in the dark, so if the power goes out, you got something to do. This is an excellent game for for a power outage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I remember as a kid, especially like during the winter, we would have a lot of power outages. So to get this during Christmas and then immediately have a power outage, like... Yeah, it'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, it's a solid investment. Um, Yeah, I remember seeing this... um, on shelves at JC Penney's of all places, um, hmm. and really, really wanting to get it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's still very widely available. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see it usually in the gift section of most department stores, like yeah. JC Penney's, Kohl's, Macy's, and stuff like that. I think the first place I had seen it was Target. So yeah. it's definitely at Target. Yeah. Uh, I think even Barnes and Noble has it. Like, I think mm-hmm. everybody that carries board games, this one's in the mix. So, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see it next to uh, games like uh yahtzee operation you know the, like the a lot of the introductory games maybe even next to Candyland. the other thing is is uh it's pretty cheap it's 25 bucks yeah uh which isn't too bad for a board game 
Because usually, sure. like, good board games are, are normally around $40. So uh, I think that this one's definitely worth everybody's time. So moving along, this is going to be a little bit more on your side of things, Autumn. Oh, yeah? Um, Which is uh, maybe you've got... Maybe for all those little bookworms out there. Yes. Um, and another thing that was a big feature for, I know, both of our childhoods, mm-hmm. which was, um, you know, books, like scary books. Well, yeah, like I, I think I mentioned in the previous episode was that most of my childhood scary stuff was books. Yeah. So, yes, I'm very, uh, <laughs> very fluent in this category. Yeah, especially with your experience with uh, working with kids' books. I mean, yeah, when I worked at a, as a children's department lead at a certain bookstore, uh-huh. um, there was many books that, you know, popped out to me as, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, I would have loved this series as yeah. a child. So uh, one of the ones that comes to mind first and foremost is the series called The Last Kids on Earth. Okay. Which, I mean, from the title alone, you could probably guess as to what this book series is about. Yeah. Um, And it is about a group of kids that are surviving throughout a zombie apocalypse. Now, this might sound like it might be for your older kids, but it's actually for younger kids. That's really surprising. Yeah. Um, And it these books are just set up really cool because they're a mixture of graphic novel with chapter book. Okay. So it keeps the young kids, like, wanting to keep reading. Okay. And the art in it's super cute. And, I mean, this is a series that's kind of still going on. And it's still, like, in the top-rated book series and stuff. So I'm like, dang, it's holding its own. It's even got a Netflix series now. Yeah, I was going to say I thought I uh, saw that somewhere on Netflix or somewhere. I I knew it was on a streaming site somewhere uh, because it sounded familiar. Yeah, and then if you do have a an older reader in your house, um, another series that I highly recommend would be the Serafina series. Uh, now, most people would look at these books and go, uh, that just looks like a girly like adventure book series. Uh-huh. But it's actually a spooky mystery series. Okay. Um, and they take place at the Biltmore Estates in North Carolina. So oh, there's plenty yeah. of spooky stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat that that one, you know, involves somewhere that's real. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and we weren't too far, like, when we were down in South Carolina. Uh, we weren't too, like, Biltmore was somewhere that I wanted to, to mm-hmm. vacation to. Oh, yeah. And uh, we didn't get a chance to. Yeah. But I had plenty of people that would always recommend it to us going, mm-hmm. oh, you've got to go to the Biltmore. Yeah. And uh, I even worked with somebody that used to be... And it, like used to work there, like she used to mm-hmm. be, like I think like a tour guide or whatever. And she got to go to the areas that were completely mm-hmm. closed off. She also claimed to have had like psychic realizations of uh, of secret rooms and stuff that um, ended up being confirmed. Whoa! Like, like the the oh, like she got to be friends with one of the like kids or whatever like someone that was related to the family Mm -hmm. the original Biltmore's or whatever and she's just like i think that there was a nursery up through this uh, you know like she she described the room and then yeah it turned out that there was this whole other section of it that was closed off from anybody i mean even like most staff had no idea that this other section existed and only family knew and so yeah so that was that was pretty curious yeah that's pretty crazy 
I mean, yeah, since we were living in South Carolina, that's how I got to know these books really well. Because, like, everybody that came in were like, where's the Serafina books? I need to read about the Biltmore. Yeah. And now I did mention that this is a little more on the mystery side. But I will say that there's a lot of scenes in the books um, that are kind of scary. They would be pretty scary to younger readers. Because uh, there's, like, child abduction scenes that okay. are pretty graphic. Jeez. And, I mean, like, the shadowy figure is described as being pretty scary looking. <laughs> is this one, does it have any illustration? Um, not that I remember. I think that it's just a chapter book. Okay. Um, so you're using your imagination a lot. And as we know, children can let their imagination uh, kind of go wild. Absolutely. So that's why I think this series is uh, really good for somebody that... Um, like spooky stuff. Sure, sure. We get we gotta get to the teens too, of course. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know. I could go all day on um, teen like horror books because there's so many out there. Like some of my recommendations, definitely like Slasher Girls. There's someone inside your house, which is also getting a Netflix series. Oh. Um, even the Five Nights at Freddy's uh, books made for teenagers, those are pretty solid as yeah. well. But the series that I really want to get into and the one that I think needs a little bit more attention is The Last Apprentice. It, you know, it's a shame because I know, I, I know that you were a big fan of those books, uh-huh. the book series and stuff. And, yeah. And it's such a shame that it um, just never got legs yeah Yeah. i think it might have been more popular in europe because it had a lot to do with that kind of uh mysticism over there yeah and unfortunately one of the main characters names is kind of a a slur sure (laughs) but (laughs) like not a slur for europeans but a slur for us (laughs) yeah it's funny how it's because usually it's the other way around Uh, yeah um now that did, did it not? It had a movie, and then it had the adaptation on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, both which, of which flopped. Yeah, flopped because they did not. They just could not follow the books, and it's a perfect story. It, you know, and and what drives me crazy? Oh. Well, I haven't even mentioned what the story is about to oh, these yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Which I mean, it's about witches essentially. Yeah. It's a witch hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, Tons of spooky stuff happens. Yeah. Great illustration work. Um, I mean, it looks like if you think of old school, like witch illustrations from like sure. Salem times and stuff, that's kind of how the illustrations work in the book. And gosh, I just wish it would get a good adaptation where people would read the books. <laughs> yeah. What's so incredibly frustrating about that is the fact that it's not like uh, good book book adaptations are impossible. Yeah. Because um, we got a good book adaptation of like, for instance, uh, Good Omens. In regards to even like books for you know for kids, um, a series of unfortunate events got a phenomenal mm-hmm. uh, run on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So it's it's possible. I just like what gets me is the fact that you'll get these book adaptations and they'll completely either reinvent characters mm-hmm. or take out major plot points. So then the overarching plot doesn't make sense because they remove like the drive for a character. Yeah. And I definitely feel like the movie, especially try to make it too actiony when it's so much mysticism going on. In yeah. It. There's not, there's action. Sure. But it's not like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, I, I, I always, um, 
end up like whenever I talk about some of my favorite like horror themed books, one of my favorite ones is Abraham Lincoln, uh, Vampire Hunter. Mm-hmm. And I get so mad because people will have seen or seen a little bit of the movie and be mm-hmm. like, oh, that's horrible. And I'm like, but they made that in an act. They made it an action film. And, it, and it's not an action book. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's basically like a historic document. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I hate that that movie ended up becoming so action packed. And yeah, the, like you see that a lot with a lot of book adaptations. Mm-hmm. And it's such a shame. I hope that maybe someday it will be probably at least another five or six years before we'll see it happen. Oh, for but sure. Maybe we'll get another, you know, adaptation of, of The Last Apprentice. Where yeah. That's good. Yeah. But. I, I mostly suggest this book series, though, because it is really well written, mm-hmm. and it's a better witch series than Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, now, to, to kind of, like, uh, you know, backtrack a little bit, as far as, um, like, kids' books that have good adaptations and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you could always go with the classics, like, for instance, Goosebumps, mm-hmm. um, which, because of the recent movies and the show being on Netflix, um, Goosebumps has definitely gotten a revitalization. Yeah. And um, so much so that they've been doing reprintings of the of the book series with new covers and stuff yeah. like that. Like, And they even have the newer series, uh, Slappy World. Yeah, yeah. God help me. <laughs> like, you... No matter where you go, like all the new Goosebumps stuff, um, no matter what it is, always has Slappy involved somehow, mm-hmm. but never the Garden Gnomes. And that makes me sad. Or even like the freaking, uh, where's the Mantis? Yeah, the Shocker on Shock Street. Yeah, yeah. where's the Shocker? Yeah, yeah, give me the Shocker. Uh, <laughs> so, you know. Uh, all these books are, are available typically where you can find books at, you know, mm-hmm. um, bookstores, you know, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Mm-hmm. Obviously, those would be the first place to check. But um, even like the book section of like um, uh, Target mm-hmm. will tend to have most of these. Ooh, now an- definitely something I would have wanted as a kid that they have out now f- specifically for Goosebumps is they have the art book. Mm. Uh, for the covers where it yeah. has like all the sketches for the covers and just like the full arts and yeah. like ah, I want that book so yeah, bad. That's pretty neat. If even if you have like uh, a bookworm that's not super reedy, like um, oh, most mm-hmm. of these are available via Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was pretty excited to see that almost all the Goosebumps books are available on Audible. Like they're slowly uploading all those. Yeah, and so, I, I even think like the Last Kids on Earth has a like a audiobook version nice. now so yeah. yeah so so i mean you know like these these are definitely available for for anybody mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. next up on the list uh getting back into the gross stuff uh <laughs> the more interactive things is that's gross science lab for your little ma- mad scientist in your house <laughs> um this one should have been edible i think uh <laughs> those kind of things should always be edible if yeah. you ask me because kids are going to try to eat it anyway, right? Depending on the kid, I guess. But <laughs> um, this one definitely it, it looks you know it looks fun nonetheless. But uh, Smart Labs toys uh, made a science experiment set you know for for kids that maybe find you know erupting volcano a little boring. Yawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so instead of having an erupting 
volcano uh you basically have the same experiment but it's for an overflowing toilet (laughs) (laughs) um it advertises 26 different experiments you know it's definitely a it's a messy one Mm because there's a lot of like slime stuff involved definitely would have been off the list for me (laughs) yeah oh for sure yeah (laughs) you know it what what makes it a little bit different from a lot of the other, you know, millions of other science experiment things is that um, they're advertised as gross experiments. They mm-hmm. get like the snot slime and you apparently can make stink bubbles, which I, I thought I only did those in the tub. <laughs> uh, uh, this should definitely, you know, keep keep your uh, kids uh, teacher on their toes for a little while because the fact that they're, they're probably going to be bringing this one up in school a lot uh-huh. um, and it's also relatively inexpensive at uh, 16 bucks it's available online i'm sure that you could probably find it in like hobby stores yeah with all I, the other science lab stuff i do know when i was working because i worked at five below for a little bit uh we had some uh the that's gross science lab stuff so it, it shows up at places like that occasionally. Yeah, so like, like mini versions of the mm-hmm. set and stuff. Yeah. So moving along back to to the toys section of a, of a Christmas list. I, I find it interesting that we, you know, the, the back side of this list, I, I would say, would be kind of more in the realm of the nostalgia side of things. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's definitely a... Um, everything old is new again kind Mm -hmm. of uh, period in time. And what I mean by that is um, this next item, which is Ghostbuster toys. Yeah. I definitely wanted to talk about this um, because I know in the previous episode, I had talked very heavily about the Ghostbusters toys that I had gotten. Um, In fact, uh, just last year they had re-released those uh, real Ghostbuster figurines and I am so upset that I missed out on them. Uh, I at least wanted a a Peter. Yeah. (laughs) Like I would have loved the whole set, but a Peter would have been awesome. But now that we have the new movie out, of course they put out a whole new line of toys for that. And uh, I haven't, they have like figurines and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I haven't actually seen the figurines yet. I've mostly seen like the packs and stuff. Um, So yeah, like uh, the thing is, is like a lot of stores right now are sold out. Mm-hmm. Of the of the figurines, the few that I have seen, and then of course, like I I looked, I looked on on like Walmart.com and stuff, just right. kind of see what was in the toy line, and um, what I found interesting is the fact that the um, the figures that they made for the new series, like you have like the realistic looking ones, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that are movie accurate and all that, but they also came out with a line that is very very similar to the old like real Ghostbusters uh, toys. Yes, and so they have like cart cartoon versions like updated cartoon versions of you know, of course the original ghostbusters mm-hmm. but also the kids like the new ones yeah and and so like they have them where they have like the the little like interactive ghosts where their mouths move and stuff like that um and then also you know yeah you mentioned the packs mm-hmm. you know for for like you know like the proton pack uh, the pke meter and stuff like that mm-hmm. and what i like about those is I think that they did a better job designing them now than they did whenever we were kids. Because mm-hmm. like when we were kids, like they were definitely like similar to what the the action figures had, like that like just solid blue color. Yeah, yeah, very very cartoony. Yeah. Now these are cartoony looking. Yeah. But they have more detail on them. Yeah, they're they're like the. 
I think that they're closer to what, you know, either like the cartoon version mm-hmm. of those toys would have been like, or, or very least like what some of the more higher end version of the, of the action figures had. Cause, yeah. Cause like the, uh, the old school ghost, real ghostbusters, like, uh, figures, if they had a proton pack that, you know, was interactive, where, like maybe you twisted a dial on like one of their backs or whatever, mm-hmm. it would make the, the, um, the rays and stuff coming out of the end of the of the of the proton pack, you know, like they would move around stuff, mm-hmm. and they have those now mm-hmm. for kids to use, mm-hmm. and it looks really. It's not just because like the ones that we had as kids, like it was usually the um, like that cheap foam, yeah, like the little foam pieces that would shoot out because you just sque- it was just rubber. You would squeeze it, and it would pop out, yeah, you know. And so um, the ones now are definitely they have those too. Yeah, I was going to say, they have a version with that, like, shoots, like, little rubber balls. Yeah, yeah, like, little yellow balls or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, the yeah, the PKE meter, I think, was probably my favorite design uh, mm-hmm. for the new, uh, the new line of toys, just because it looks just like, you know, like, the cartoon version mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, I want the full line, but I definitely want the PKE reader. I want a couple of the figurines, like... Yeah, I mean, obviously, as a child, I was super obsessed with Ghostbusters. So if I was a child now, I would probably still be just as obsessed. Yeah. Especially with all of those toys that they've put out now. Yeah, I mean, and there's like a dozen different types of like, because of the new movie and stuff, they have all the little... um Stave puffed marshmallow men. Yeah, and they have slime yes. for them too. Yeah, so they have you know, <laughs> kind of mixing two of the the big fads right now, mm-hmm. which is your your blind box stuff and slime is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get both of those in one pack of the. It's basically marshmallow fluff, you mm-hmm. know, but it's the stave puffed fluff or whatever. Yeah. But it's just marshmallow slime technically. Yeah. But but yeah, I think that those. Uh, it, it's pretty. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah. Very cute. Uh, so yeah, it was just kind of neat seeing those uh, back in stores again, like for the nostalgia side of things, mm-hmm. and and just like I think it's something if you know as as someone that maybe would be a parent that's our age, mm-hmm. um, getting the opportunity to basically play with uh, Ghostbuster toys again with kids of your own and stuff like. You know, and having the opportunity to be able to afford yes. the, the toys that you would have wanted as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Living through your children, you know, <laughs> basically, to get to do what you need to do. Like, it, it's kind of neat. Like, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty special. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because, like, you basically get to share almost, like, your childhood with your kid. For sure, yeah. Another thing brought back from the 80s, uh, which I... I I'm so surprised by, and that is uh, Boglins. Yeah, I, that's definitely something I never thought would get a reboot, but it totally has, and they're pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. My my question is this: like, are kids into these? Like, <laughs> see, I don't know if they're into them, but I sure am. Yeah, like, because I mean, because first of all, they look like a fake toy from a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I love them. Like, I loved them as a kid. Well, I. They're even in, like, the same kind of uh, box and everything, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the same packaging. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious if, if kids are into these. Are kids even playing with these? Because, um, you know, I mean, it's cool to see another retro toy come back from the dead. But, I mean, like, they just feel like they're from that point in time in history where I don't, I don't see as many, like, flat out ugly toys mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. even like the ugly dolls and stuff are still like mildly cute 
Yeah. And like Boglins are just. They're just ugly to be ugly. Yeah. I think they're precious myself, <laughs> yeah. but I have a warped view of what's cute. Sure. Well, and I just, <laughs> I don't know. Cause even um, like modern stuff now that has, that's like ugly monsters or, or, or like cartoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't see, cause like, you know, Garbage Pail Kids are still kind of around. Yeah. But that's not even like popular yeah i think it's they're still around mostly for like the collectors yeah for sure but um i don't know there's probably some weird kids out there that are really really into boglins and are trying to collect all of them yeah yeah you could still like now the uh the last run of them was in 2017 um you could still find them uh in in like specialty stores like your know, nerd shops and stuff like that i think sometimes you can see them in uh like spencers mm-hmm. and uh and other like you know, like th- and i think like sometimes even in like a toy section for um like barnes and noble like like so they're yeah it's it's just like they're not in walmart anymore yeah i was gonna say i have seen them in like walmart and target but they were like in the the nerd section. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. I think they're being more advertised to people in our age group. But as yeah. I said, there's probably some there's weird some kids kid out, there, out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, what's crazy is the fact that they did another Kickstarter campaign and um, <laughs> they're going to be coming back. Like, I, I mm-hmm. guess like they're, they're planning on bringing them back next year, which is absolutely bananas. Nice. Well, I mean, if you're going to talk about Boglins, you've got to talk about another. 80s slash early 90s like really ugly thing that's made a resurgence and that's mad balls yeah yeah <laughs> well i mean that's practically two sides of the same coin there yeah i mean i think that they were getting their resurgence again around the same time in 2017 yeah. um and it's all thanks to kid robot mm-hmm. they seem to I, I think they're trying to buy up all these old properties yeah. to re-put out and mad balls is pretty much exclusively through them now um, and they came back with like you know the original form. They got like blind, uh, blind bag keychains. Yeah. They got like little mini versions. They they got all sorts of and different kinds now. Madballs um, is is a proper like there. That's a toy that shows up in a lot of weird places. Mm-hmm. Like we were at Party City, you yeah. know, around Halloween time, and just like shoved in a corner mm-hmm. like, like away from everything like, yeah next to the air tanks was a bunch of mad balls toys yeah and i was like what the hell are these doing here yeah and from what it looks like online you can only exclusively buy them through the mad balls website yeah. so i'm like i guess suppliers are just buying it from them or something but the other uh cool thing um like when I was looking through their Twitter is they have different themed ones now. Like I saw a Pennywise one and I, mm-hmm. I, I really want that one. Yeah. It looked so cool. Uh, th- of course they have all the original characters, you know, the Cyclops mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if they have any new characters. Uh, uh they probably do. I, I mean, know. as I said, they have the blind, blind bags now, so yeah. they gotta have a wide variety. Yeah, yeah, it, it is just like, I don't, I don't know, I never, I never really thought I would see those make a comeback by mm-hmm. any means, like, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, like, I know that they were popular when we were kids, but yeah. I, I didn't really know too many people that had them. I, I had one, I had one, like, the, uh, 
there's like a the like one that like the water ones like it squirts yeah. the stuff out the eyes like i had one of those yeah i had i had one of those that the one that has really big yellow teeth i mm-hmm. can't remember what his name is but i had that one um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it's kind of in that same category of the ugly 90s toys that yeah. we liked making a comeback, though. And as I said, for the Boglins, there's got to be a really weird kid out there that's like, I got to have every single one of these, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, there's got to be. Uh. Uh, another thing that I didn't think would ever really make a comeback because it, it, it's weird because they're like little cheap toys but I always seem to get these around Christmas time uh-huh. and it's those little cheap like bendy yeah like figurines yeah you get like the little bendy Santa or a little yeah. snowman or whatever and then like Halloween you'd get the bendy skeleton yeah like Frankenstein or like I would always get the weird ones for Christmas as a stocking stuffer like yeah. I got aliens a lot oh yeah and stuff like uh, that yeah I got I would always get those in my Easter basket I would get oh. the bunny like for that well yeah it, it, it's weird though because they are kind of making a comeback um, through a particular horror figure that I I extremely love, who is a uh, Siren Head. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, these little bendy figurines have become popular again through Siren Head, and you can find these like anywhere online, like Alibaba, Wish, like mm-hmm. places like that. You can find a wide variety of different kinds of Siren Head, like little bendy guys. So. Yeah. I would have definitely had one of those in my stocking if I was a child right now. <laughs> yeah, it is funny that Siren Head is, um, I would say it would be almost like an equivalent to like uh, alien figures. Mm-hmm. And and, when, mm-hmm. and guys, when we say alien figures, we don't mean like the, the movie property. Yeah, I we mean, mean generic little green men. Yeah. <laughs> and, and definitely during like the late 90s going into the 2000s, they were just like, Every gumball machine, mm-hmm. like every Dollar Tree, like all of them had some sort of like alien. Like there yeah. was definitely like this like low key alien fever going on. Yeah. Well, now it's the. I mean, Siren Head's kind of considered an SCP entity. Uh-huh. Like a lot of people kind of put him in that category, even though he's not an original SCP. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that categorization. Yeah. But um, a lot of that kind of stuff, though, is making its way into those little cheaper toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. It's so weird that like you could probably go to like a restaurant, like an IHOP or something, and in mm-hmm. the gumball machine find like what would normally be like little homies figures. Yeah, but it's little SCP <laughs> it's little figures, SCPs, which I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I wish that we would see more of those kind of things, like with cryptids, also. Mm-hmm, uh, for sure. All right, and one last thing. And we got to end this on a bang. Okay. Because I know in the last episode I mentioned that I was really disappointed that this was no longer out there to buy. Yeah. But now this year I can say it's coming back. Yeah. And it's Monster High. Yeah. Yeah. I am so freaking excited. Uh, Over the past few years, uh, the Mattel's uh, collections... They've been putting out, like, specialty Monster High dolls. Like, the first year, it was the twins from The Shining and Pennywise. And then uh, they put out a really fancy, like, Beetlejuice set Mm -hmm. with BJ and Lydia. And then this previous year, uh, which we actually own, uh, they put out Greta Gremlin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And she is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, she's perfect. The box is beautiful. Yeah, like, comes with a little gizmo and everything. Yeah. Now, these dolls that I'm mentioning 
are like expensive collector's items. Like there's specialty, you know, not something you would want to give to a child, but you could. You could if you just like. Like throwing away money. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's one of those things where it would be hard for me to see the like basically a Greta gremlin mm-hmm. get, you know like being a stack of toys in a bathtub yeah no i couldn't because like, <laughs> like, she's just so beautiful yeah. you know again like people do do with what you yeah, will with toys yeah. but but yeah these are obviously meant to be in display cases yeah um it's meant for collectors mm-hmm. you know um by no means does it mean it's exclusively for that give it to your kids if, if, you, yeah. if you if you feel comfortable with dropping uh well i think she sold out on the mattel website so mm-hmm. originally she was 60 bucks yeah now if you if you get her off of like ebay or whatever she's easily 120 up to 300 dollars mm-hmm. a pop mm-hmm. so if you're if you feel comfortable giving 300 dollars to a toy to be destroyed go right on ahead <laughs> maybe save that money for a power wheel or something or save your money for the collection of monster high dolls that's fixing to come out yeah because they're actually going to be putting out like a live action movie and uh, re-releasing a line of dolls so I'm really excited to see like what they do with the this collection of dolls uh, like if they change like the general shape of them mm-hmm. or anything like that I'm just like eternally excited about yeah. Monster High coming yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious if they end up redesigning them. Kind of like how, you know, Bratz went away for a little while uh-huh. and they came back redesigned. Uh, yeah. If we end up seeing them, maybe they'll make the uh, Monster High dolls uh, maybe they'll make them not so incredibly skinny. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like if they do re-release them now, not as the collector's editions, they might make them a little thicker. Yeah, just because like... That, that was the problem. Yeah. Uh, not only because they were like based off of monsters and blah blah blah, but because they were like incredibly skinny. Yeah, like yeah. that was a main problem that parents had with them. Yeah, I mean, like they were obviously going for a certain kind of aesthetic. But, yeah, it's obviously but, a style choice. Yeah, but it, it's just it for plays sure. with little kids. Yeah, it, yeah, image. Yeah, so absolutely. I understand. Um. So I guess like kind of the piggyback off of the you know the collector side of things because because each each one of these things that we've just talked about were either either considered a collector's item mm-hmm. for you know older kids or just was uh, definitely like a cash grab for nostalgia for older people like mm-hmm. our age range and stuff. Uh, I'd like to kind of just point out a handful of things that are available for you listeners. Of our age range or older. What? Um, because just because there's a lot of fun things out there for your little boils and ghouls out uh, uh, in your home uh, doesn't mean that there aren't plenty of uh, collectibles out there uh, to possess the child at heart. Mm. Um, brands like NECA, uh, of course, have been pumping out various like action figures and sets based off of various movie properties for sure um i mean we're seeing figures for things that i definitely would never in a million years have would have ever expected to see uh i'm entertained by the fact that neko puts out also like video game versions of toys mm-hmm. so like the the video game version of freddy or a video game version of jason like i think that's really funny yeah uh, that yeah. that exists um there's also uh the uh the brand reaction where they've been putting out like your six inch uh, figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe not even six inch, like four inch. Like they're, 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 they're little, like, yeah, they're like, like the, the little medium size. Yeah, like figures. the, like the cheap, like G.I. Joe or the cheap, like, um, like about the same size as like the cheap um, Star Wars figures or whatever. But 
Yeah, I would equate them to like the Star Wars or like the DC figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but you know, like they they've been getting their hands on uh, the licensing to release figures for bands for mm-hmm. for every kind of movie or TV show you can think of. It, it's it's I would say that they have a a variety worthy of challenging even like Funko Pop. Are they the ones that put out like the Reanimator and uh? Like the hatchet guy, like those. Oh, you're figures? talking about the 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 uh, terror tunes. Yeah, um, terror tunes. Terror tunes. I think that's NECA also. Oh, okay. I love those. Oh yeah, those are really. I love the the stylized, like almost like comic book versions of all these characters. Yeah, I would I would have gotten those as a child. Yeah, I know for a fact I would have gotten those for. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the terror tunes I think are really really cool, and they mm-hmm. like they've got you know just. They've got a pretty good selection mm-hmm. of, of various figures. As I said, they have the, the hatchet, like the bad guy from Hatchet in it, and that's pretty... Uh, yeah. I'd never thought I'd see him yeah. on anything. <laughs> yeah, I like the reanimator because of the fact that he comes with the head. Yes, like, it's so that's, cute. That's so, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think they do a really good job, like, doing these, like, caricatures of these characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, for for those that, you know, want to stay within the fun of, uh, of like, kind of like your blind bag uh, aspect of things, you can always get a, uh, a subscription to um, the Fright Crate from Loot Crate, mm. um, you know, which has a very like horror themed stuff in it i will give a warning though when it comes to loot they are having just dreadful issues with their shipping like so you when you order it don't mm-hmm. expect it anytime soon oh yeah because no. like, i put in an order for like uh, one of their anime furies b- way back in july and um i'm still waiting on it Dang. and like they're supposedly like shipping them out this month but i i don't imagine i'll get it until probably february so if you're willing to wait half a year for a box <laughs> of stuff that you might not like, <laughs> like you know it's it's a hell of an investment because they're like 50 bucks for for something that you're waiting a really long time yeah. for so it's 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 tough i hope that loot can kind of get their act together me too because i know a lot of people end up getting loot crates subscriptions for christmas now yeah and And it's like you're not getting anything really for christmas you have to wait and and now because of the the shipping and stuff like yeah you might not get it until the next Next christmas Christmas. yeah and what also kind of you know and i I don't mean to air my grievances here but what kind of blows about it is it's a subscription service Mm -hmm. they still charge you quarterly Mm -hmm. even if you haven't received your like the past two boxes and that's kind of bad business in my opinion yeah um maybe don't charge a person until it ships yeah something needs to be figured out on that end because that's a lot of money to be blowing on something that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know now this list could go on and on. Obviously we could be talking about like the aspect of video games and stuff because there's a crap ton of horror games out there. Um, But that'll have to be for another episode. Yeah. We, we got a few episodes out of this one to (laughs) do in the future. (laughs) For sure. Uh, So what out there would you like if you were a creepy kid of today? Um, Heck, even if you're not a creepy kid, uh, but a creepy adult of today, what out there, you know, we're, are you excited about any of the things on this list? Uh, what else would you like to have on your Christmas list? 
I'm just saying, we gotta get more of those uh, treasure monster things. Yeah. Like the, those are so cool. Yeah, five, those are really fun. Five bucks for the little ones. Come on, like you can't beat that. Yeah, I would easily say that that's probably like my favorite thing on the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that wraps up another episode of Podcast Magoria. Our next episode, dear listeners, will be our. Holiday movie review. And what movie is that? Why, it's a Christmas horror story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh my God, this looks goofy. (laughs) Yeah, um, we're talking the fight of the century, folks. Santa versus Krampus. Who will come out on top? (laughs) Will there be any interference from other Christmas entities? Maybe they'll just have a kiss at the end. Ooh la la. (laughs) We'll find out on the next episode. Until next time. When Christmas morning comes. And you're reaching into your stocking. Beware. It may be filled with something slimy. (laughs) So handle those stockings with care. And more importantly. Stay. Spooky. This has been a Podcast Magoria production hosted by James Davis and Autumn Campbell. Music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Be sure to subscribe via Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Additionally, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook for behind-the-scenes information about future episodes and as well as other spooky things that we may be featuring in other Podcast Memorial Productions. And as always, stay spooky.